The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest, a $1,000 prize pool, and it's completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. That's sportsgallonpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. And finally, we're brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. A $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And this is exclusively on your SGPN app. United, 90 minutes from Wembley. Newcastle are waiting. United will be hoping for no dramas tonight as they look to see the job through. It's going to be through. Forrest get on with it. Johnson, always done well. Dangerous ball across towards Dennis, blocked. He's on player. And not only that, but I think that would have gone in. Anthony. Back up the line, Casemiro flips it in, back horse. That's a terrific save by Hennessy. So he didn't save it in the post. Yeah, it hit the post, base of the post. Casemiro oh lovely finds Martial Martial Anthony Martial and here's Rashford it's got Martial Wembley here come Manchester United Anthony Martial puts the tin lid on this tie and it's going to be Manchester United Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final Sancho gets it wide outside of the boot from Bruno and there's Rashford and in by Fred at the far post they scored again at the Stretford end and we said didn't we the other day when Fred scored that lovely flick against Reading that he tends to score spectacular goals well there was nothing really spectacular about that but he won't care Dennis is after it. Dennis. Danilo. Danilo, good hit that. The rebound from Surridge has gone into the scoreboard end. Good stop by Tom Heaton, who has not had a huge amount to do tonight. It's the mark of a good keeper. Eric Ten Hag leads United to a major final at the first time of asking. It's going to be United-Newcastle at Wembley on February the 26th. United beat Forest 2-0 on the night, 5-0 on aggregate. And so begins the hunt for cup final tickets. 30,000 tickets issued to Man United, 60,000 season ticket holders, 5 million members. Do the maths. I ain't getting a ticket unless I'm willing to pay five or £600 pound per ticket. And as I go with my son, 
it's going to be well over a grand to see this game. Eric Ten Hag's first cup final as the Man United manager. So, of course, you are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. BetMUFC have a Twitter account, at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. Soccer Gambling Podcast is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the host of everything, is at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com as well. It's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. It's the same handle for TikTok and Instagram as well, where you'll get a load of free betting videos. They're all very digestible, 30 to 60 seconds of betting data. So make sure you check it out. LockBetting.com has now provided 116 months in a row of transparent tracked profit. The PL for the latest month is always the pin tweet at LockBetting.com, the Twitter account. We need to currently swap December for January. We'll do that in the next 48 hours or so. So, moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, Man United are in the cup final. Everybody saw that coming. There have been more relevant goings on this week. Marcel Sabitzer has come in as the replacement for Christian Eriksen. So instead of listening to Eric Ten Hag on the show, this time we are going to listen to Marcel Sabitzer, the new signing. And we're also going to listen to Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho returned on Wednesday. He came from the subs bench. He didn't have a start, but he returned in a new role. It appears that Eric Ten Hag will be utilising him as a number 10. Perhaps that's a concession that Sancho doesn't have the pace to play as a winger in this Eric Ten Hag team with the style that they play, with the pressing, with the fast breaking. Perhaps it's more suited to a Ganacho, an Anthony, a Marcus Rashford, a Martial. And perhaps Jaden Sancho is, is, is overcrowding that position, especially when you look at the fact that Mason Greenwood could potentially be coming back. I think it will be at least three or four months and probably not even this season before he does actually come back. If he comes back at all, he was released from uh, from bail. All charges were dropped against him, but now Manchester United are conducting their own investigation. People think I'm crazy for suggesting that he could ever come back to the club because there are audio clips out of, of how he was behaving. But these audio clips don't prove that Mason Greenwood is is a rapist. It proves that he's a, a bad person, but he's also a young person. He's 21 years old and you would expect moronic behavior from, from 21 year olds. I'm not excusing it. I'm not even saying that I did that when I was 21, but he's 21 and the club haven't released Mason Greenwood at this point. They did not give away his number 11 shirt to another player. We had players coming in in that position. If you look at someone like Anthony, who would have been perfect for the number 11 shirt, it wasn't given away. So I think Manchester United know what they have in Mason Greenwood is a potential 100 to £150 million player. This is a player who is very similar to Marcus Rashford and could potentially be better because he is the best finisher at the club. So I think Manchester United have obviously weighed that up. And had it been another player, had it been an older player, had it been a player who didn't have the potential of Mason Greenwood, he would be gone from Old Trafford and there would be no further investigation. He would have been gone during this whole process. But Mason Greenwood has now been released. All charges have been dropped. Man United are conducting an internal investigation. And I think the fact he wasn't released does mean there's a chance that he could return to the squad, whether it be this season or not. But next season, there definitely will be that squad depth in the wide positions if 
Mason Greenwood stays because you'll have Greenwood, Ganacho, Rashford, Anthony, um, Weghorst obviously is going to is going to sign because he'll be very cheap to keep on. And United will probably be in the market for yet another forward player, a, a number number nine, possibly, hopefully, Victor Ushman. That's the player that I want. So Jaden Sancho has been crowded out of this position. The only problem is, is that you're now dropping into Bruno Fernandes' position. And Christian Eriksen, although he was more of an attacking midfielder, he did play the role differently and go back to help. So does that mean that Fernandes is going to be utilised wide? Does that mean Fernando's going to, Fernandes is going to drop and be the deeper player and Sancho is going to be the man who plays behind the striker? How are you, how are you going to utilise Jadon Sancho or is it still going to be difficult for Jadon Sancho to break into this team? Add to the fact we've just signed Marcel Sabitza and he's another player that fits that mould, a former Leipzig captain. He plays in that position as well in an attacking midfield position as well. So despite the fact we've lost Ericsson, we did good business in the January window without spending any money. Eric Ten Hag certainly knows what he's doing and I'm happy with the signing. I'm happy with the squad. It just remains to be seen where everybody fits in. So we're going to listen to both players. We'll start with Marcel Sabitza. Yeah, Marcel, welcome to Manchester United. How does it feel to be here? Uh, thank you. First of all, it's uh, a good moment for me, for my family, friends. So I'm excited, looking forward. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here, of course. And how quickly did this all happen and how determined were you to come to Old Trafford? Yeah, very quick. Uh, yesterday, there were the first conversations and yeah, everything went quick. So I had to pack my bags, um, yeah, get the flight and then come in here. So yeah, busy days, but I'm very happy. So what do you know about Manchester United? Yeah, a lot. Of course, uh, Manchester United is a, a big club with uh, huge fans, with uh, fantastic fans, I would say. The Old Trafford is a, the, it's a big stadium. I played there once, so it was empty, but I felt it was very nice. And yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling to have the badge on the chest and yeah, I'm looking forward. Did you watch the English Premier League when you were growing up? And if so, um, what were your impressions of it? And were there any United players that you admired? Yeah, I liked the Premier League um, my whole life. So uh, it's a special league. I enjoyed the games in the past I had in, the, in England, in the UK. Uh, I liked the atmosphere. The pitch is nice. The stadiums are nice. So, yeah. I'm very excited to play in the Premier League for United. You made your professional debut only 16 at Admiral Vakia. So was it a case of being able to handle the pressure from a very young age? Yeah, when you're in a very young age, you don't think a lot. So you're free, you play, you like to play, you love football. So the first years was, was easy for me. I just did that, what I love the most. So, yeah, but... When the career uh, went on, I had to to handle the pressure, deal with it. But I think I'm mentally strong and I do what I love the most, so all good. We've read about your mentality, actually. You're very, very mentally tough. Um, with that winning attitude, are you a bad loser? Yeah, <laughs> very bad loser. <laughs> so even in training, the, the matches in training, I can't lose. So yeah, I have a mentality over the years so yeah 
That's I hate to lose. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's a great mentality to have. And um, Eric Ten Hag has said to us before that good isn't good enough. He wants to push people even further. Um, is that something that is in tune with your mindset? Good isn't good enough. You want to excel. Of course. Keep going. Develop every single day. Put all out in training sessions. And yeah, that's um, why I'm here. I like the way he plays. He sees the, the team's plays. So, yeah, he's a good coach. I'm looking forward to meet him and play under him. And although on the pitch only one player might wear the captain's armband, you need leaders all over the pitch. Do you feel comfortable being a leader and can you be one here at Manchester United? Of course, that's my mentality. To go forward, uh, have a voice in a dressing room, on the pitch, give it all. So, yeah, that's normal for me. Yeah, as I mentioned, he was a former Leipzig captain. So we are getting another one of these players who I don't think is just going to fade into the background. He's not going to be scared to to speak up. He's not going to be scared to be vocal. He has a winning mentality. Obviously, a Leipzig captain who was massively influential there, went to Bayern Munich, didn't get into the side. But that's not necessarily a huge negative and an embarrassment when you're up against Goretzka and Kimmich and Muller and the development of uh, Jamal Musiala. So I think Sabitzer has a lot to prove. Um, he's a he's a leader, as he just said. He's a quality player and he's definitely the best thing that you could get on the final day of the window to come in as a replacement for Christian Eriksen. So this squad continues to fill itself with winners when you look at the likes of Fernandez and Casemiro and Baran. Whilst the improved um, mental attitudes of the likes of uh, Shaw and Rashford and Martial, coupled with bringing in another player like this with uh, with Marcel Sabitzer and the and the way that Eric Ten Hag is is running things, a no nonsense attitude, a winning mentality. As I said, I go back to it. the The way he dealt with Cristiano Ronaldo showed me that he was the right man for Manchester United, winning that duel. And it's onwards and upwards from here. And hopefully we'll be en route to winning our first trophy uh, now that we have the the likes of Ronaldo, Pogba and Lingard out of the club and we'll replace them with the likes of uh, Sabitza and Casemiro. The jury still remains out on Anthony, although Anthony is a regular starter still in the Man United team. The manager still believes him in. And that's why it makes it more difficult for Jaden Sancho to play in the position that he was signed for. But at the moment, it looks like Sancho will be utilised as a number 10. He got an incredible reaction from the Old Trafford crowd when he returned to the pitch. It made him smile and make Eric Ten Hag smile. That was a great moment on Wednesday night that everybody witnessed. Now, we did have an audio clip for Jaden Sancho, but the interview really isn't very informative. It's a Q&A from Man United fans, and it doesn't really say anything about his return and his time off. It really just asks him questions about who's his best friend at Man United and what's his favourite goal and what's his favourite position. So it's just a fan Q&A. It doesn't really get into the whole situation of him being out or looking forward. So I didn't think that was very interesting content. If you want, you can hunt it down yourself on YouTube via United Buzz. Instead, what I've decided to clip in here 
is an exclusive interview that Marcus Rashford did with Sky. Now, it's not often that Marcus Rashford will do a one-to-one interview like this. It's usually something um, just on the side of the pitch after a game. But instead, Sky have managed to get hold of Marcus Rashford. So given his recent form... I decided to clip that in instead. We haven't gone back to the old formula of, of Eric Ten Hag. I was tempted to shoehorn in his press conference along with the earlier clip with Sabitza. But I decided to go with this Rashford interview as he talks about his uh, season and their desire to win trophies at Manchester United. So before we play that little audio clip, let me take this quick second out to tell you guys about Winbet. Winbet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting, same game parlays, a.k.a. Winbet's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds and powers are happening right now at Winbet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited state availability. And of course, if you hit the longest long shot parlay, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgallonpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Now, the office subject is changed. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present state with a paper winbet. is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, let's have a listen to Marcus Rashford. Marcus, I'm conscious that I'm speaking to someone at a club where... It's not just about getting to cup finals, it's about winning them. Nonetheless, as you work back to being maybe the Manchester United of old, what did it mean to get to Wembley? Yeah, it's obviously a, a great feeling. Um, it's, it's, it's one of them things that at the beginning of the season, it's, it's the first thing that everyone wants, you know. You want to win the first available trophy and, you know, the, the Carabao Cup is the first one. So, you know, we, we've, we've worked hard um, and I think we deserve to be there and... Like you said, it's not about just getting there. We, we want to show that the hard work was was for something, and you know, winning the trophy will be will be great for us and great for the fans. So even at the start of this season, winning something, winning the League Cup, was that a huge target? Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's a hunger for trophies that the club's always had, and you know, even when I was younger growing up, you just knew, you know, coming into February when that first trophy is available. If United are still in the hunt for it, they're going to want to win it. And it's as simple as that, really. It's something that we've got installed in us. And, and you know, I'm pleased that we've managed to, you know, put ourselves in a situation and a, and a position to, to go and do that. I thought, actually, listening to you do that interview earlier, there was a, there's a hint of Sir Alex there, isn't there? Like, almost the season starts now. Yeah, because, you know, it's... You, you have difficult starts to some seasons, but if you... You're sticking around the position that you need to be. After Christmas, the games just come non-stop. And if you manage to, to get yourself on a on a run um, of winning games, then it's it's inevitable really to, to find yourself in in situations um, where you can win silverware. And I remember when we were younger, we used to just call it the business end of the season. And you know that's exactly what it is. And from experience of, of you know going through a season and you know being in all four competitions like we are this year um it, it that's exactly what it is how big a turnaround does it represent though I, the, the last time I, I clearly remember interviewing you a couple of days after the brentford game and i know you were saying even at that point you're targeting trophies but the last season had been difficult the start of this had been difficult from the outside you didn't look like a team that could win trophies so how have you turned it around 
Um, I think it starts with the belief. Um, I think you know it's it's clear that we have the ability in the squad to to go and win trophies and, and win the biggest games. Is that what you were thinking even then? All right, was yeah, because because, because look of, around the dressing room, it's there. Yeah, because we've showed it. Like we've showed even at our worst that we can beat the biggest teams, and it's it's not luck. It's not just you know all the other the other lucky day. We've other than last season where we we, we wasn't quite consistent with it. We've um, had good games against against the best teams in the country and um, some of, some of them teams. I mean, City the last few years, uh, Liverpool, um, Arsenal this season. Um, you know, they're, they're probably the best teams in in Europe, um, and they're definitely in that conversation. So it, it, it all starts with just the belief and you know winning games against the likes of them them teams. Um, it gives you that belief that you can you know go on and and win trophies and you're always competing with other teams but we've almost had to take a step back from it and Forget just them. yeah just work on ourselves and um that's the the manager's mindset and you know that's that's the only way i've ever known how to improve your, your skill set is you know you can't compare yourself with other people you have to just you know work on yourself day in day out and um, we've been doing that. We've we've showed improvements along the way. We've had some bad defeats that, you know, like I said, it, it, they usually it will take us three or four games to completely bounce back, confidence-wise and results-wise. And um, I think at times this season we've we've shown after bad results, um, you know, we can not only come back and win the next game, we can go on a, a on a consecutive run of of winning games and. Um, if you're capable of doing that, then you, you can always be in and around the opportunity to win trophies. Yeah, so there we go. That's Marcus Rashford giving a rare interview. Before we move on to breaking down the next United game, which is this weekend against Crystal Palace, let me take this quick time out to tell you about the Big Game Squares contest and Big Game Bingo. SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares contest. It's completely free to enter. All you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares for your chance to enter and to win a free Big Game Square. And also make sure you sign up on the SGPN app to get your own Big Game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets if you get bingo you'll win a 57 sgpn gift card only catch is you must be subscribed to the sports gambling podcast and the nfl gambling podcast on youtube to win it's free to pay and it's exclusive on the sgpn app so looking ahead to saturday's game against crystal palace This is a game that Manchester United only played about three weeks ago because it was our game in hand due to the death of the Queen. It was probably one of the most unfair, unfairly scheduled games of the season because it was put in straight after an emotional win in the Manchester derby and just before the game against Arsenal. This massively helped Arsenal. It was both a negative for Man United and Man City, two teams that are chasing the title. Manchester City could have done with us doing them a favour by taking points off Arsenal. And likewise, we needed the points ourselves to get 
into this title race. We are now not in a title race, in my opinion. Had we have um, won the game against Crystal Palace and possibly just got a point against Arsenal, uh, we would have we would have been in it. Had we won the game against Arsenal, we would definitely have been in the conversation because you just cannot ignore that kind of momentum. Instead, we took one point from those uh, from those two matches. The Crystal Palace game saw us get Casemiro suspended and then concede a goal in injury time via a lease-save free kick. Casemiro not available for the Arsenal game and we missed him because that was the place where we were dominating. I'm not saying it's unfair that we lost to Arsenal. I'm saying the scheduling was unfair. The game, obviously, statistically, obviously conveyed that Arsenal were the better team on the day. But the scheduling, as I said, the worst schedule possible handed to Manchester United having to play that game between Man City and Arsenal and it ended up with Palace nicking a point. United look to get their win back here and they're the two to five favourites on the money line to get it. It's 15 to four on the draw and it's eight to one here on Crystal Palace. I know this is the main part of the show where we actually get into the, the betting part and people are looking for some sort of revolutionary, clever play here. But I just cannot see past the same thing that we just gave out for the Nottingham Forest game. It's going to be another team with inferior talent. They're going to come in here, try to be organised, try to sit in deep and try to frustrate Manchester United at Old Trafford. So now, as I mentioned on the last show, Man United are becoming a second half team. It's taken them some time to break down opponents particularly at Old Trafford, where only three of United's last 16 goals at home have come in the first half. So I expect a similar type of game here. I expect some Crystal Palace resistance. There was resistance all the way to the end of the first half in their home game as well. And I expect something similar. And for me, the auto play is to take Man United and the under four and a half goals as my main play. That's at four to six minus 150. And I also like Manchester United to win this game with another clean sheet. If you take Man United to win to nil, that's a 6-5 plus 120 play. United have won seven of their nine games at Old Trafford in the league this season. Only dropping points against Newcastle, who have just one defeat so far this season. That was a nil-nil draw. And the opener against Brighton, where obviously... It was a very different and disjointed Man United team on the opening day of the season. In their nine home league matches this season, United have kept five clean sheets. So out of those seven wins, five of them have seen them win to nil. Crystal Palace come into this winless in their last five competitive fixtures. And the man to watch here, as per usual at the moment, is Marcus Rashford. We didn't score without him on the pitch again on Wednesday. He was involved in both of our goals. He is a difference maker. And so far this season, he's averaging a goal every 180 minutes. So it's one goal every other game. But that actually is a lot better recently. Of course, we remember he was going for the Old Trafford record of most consecutive games of scoring. He levelled it at nine. And as he was going for 10, he had a goal disallowed. And then Eric Ten Hag pulled him off midway through the second half against Reading. That's that's how ruthless Eric Ten Hag is. He doesn't care about records. He only cares about winning. And obviously, there was no heat or tension about that situation because it was obviously a predetermined decision where Ten Hag obviously told Rashford, 
I'm going to take you off after an hour. You have 60 minutes to, to get this record. And it was agreed upon by all parties. And as I said, Rashford had a goal disallowed anyway. So he's going to be a key player again. And he's worth considering for your plays, whether it be taking him to score or taking Man United to, to score and win, or maybe even taking him as the first goal scorer in this game. He's also getting plenty of assists as well. He's having a phenomenal season and he will be a key player once again. So Man United in under four and a half goals and Man United to win to nil would be my main two leans here for this game. That's it for me and this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.